This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Well, hello. You guys with me. Morning. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. We are talking about New York City. <laughs> and joining for us for our discussion today, we have two nurses who immigrated to New York. And uh, we have Romel and Kay. Romel, let's start with you. Tell me about your journey to the United States. <laughs> so my journey wasn't really easy. It's not the typical nurse, let's go. We have all the licenses. I'm ready. Um, I was working in a corporate um, environment in the Philippines before I got my license, my licenses. Um, so I'm happy. Um, the, the main reason why I want to go to the U.S. is because I want to I wanna follow my loved one. <laughs> so we, I'm a, I'm a graduate of physical therapy. Um, I took up additional course, which is nursing, because at that time in 2014, um, early 2010, there's not much opportunity for physical therapists. Um, I think that the U.S. door is closed for physical therapists. So I have to look for other opportunities, which is nursing. So I have to take up nursing again, um, just so I can get to the U.S. Um, it wasn't easy because I was torn between staying in the Philippines. At the time, our relationship isn't really working anymore. So there's no point. It happens. <laughs> so there's no point of going to the U.S. I have a good job in the Philippines at that time. Um, but my lawyer was saying, you have the licenses. A lot of nurses are dying to go there, dying to get their visa. You have the green card. You should go. <laughs> it's it's going to be gone if you want. So I said, okay, let's try it out. So that's the background um, why I pursued my nursing career in New York, in the U.S. Kay, what about you? What is your story? My story is very um, not your traditional I want to go to U.S. kind of story. Um, it all started back when I put the wrong college course in my application. <laughs> I'm supposed to go to medicine um, when I have my application says nursing. So <laughs> that's number one. <laughs> so I said, you know, just go ahead, pre-med. It's going to go to nursing. Okay, I never had the like, really idea of going to the United States. Majority of my family are Chinese and businessmen. So for them, nursing wasn't their main first choice. It was mostly business and finance um, industry. So I'm one of the first family who went to healthcare. <laughs> so, um, and then after that, during, during my second year of nursing, everybody was saying, hey, you know, we saw this new advertisement on newspaper. Everybody's going to nursing. They're bringing to the U.S. And that was 2000 and, um, 2002. 
And I said, I don't know. I think I'm still going for my medicine. But they boomed again. I said, I'm just going to keep on working, finish my college, take my board like everybody does. You know, when you're young and single and you don't care, you're just going with the flow. <laughs> exactly. Um, I still have no idea that I'll go to the United States, but I just took everybody's taking CGFNS. Let's take it. Everybody's studying. Let's take it. Everybody's taking English exam. Let's take it after school. Um, and then I took a job for um, in 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 Philippines in Manila for as an OR nurse. Um, actually, I applied for ER and they put OR, so it's the wrong. Also, HR made it wrong again. <laughs> so it was wrong after wrong after wrong. It's just like okay, I like in the operating room and um, working in the Philippines one in, one year into it. Um, my auntie, who used to pick up this Americans from the international airport in Manila, said, hey, I just pick up some foreigners in the IA, in the Manila International Airport. He said, they're, they're meeting some nurses tomorrow. And I said, auntie, I'm coming from 16 hours evening shift and night shift. I don't know if I can make it tomorrow morning. <laughs> and she said, I'm going to introduce you to someone. Just bring all your documents. And coming from 16 hours, almost 24 hours a week, I just came in with a, I didn't know, it was a job interview. <laughs> so everybody was undersuit. I came in with my green Chuck Taylors, my daddy <laughs> pants and my shirt. <laughs> and they started asking me personal questions. When you're 21 years old, 22 years old, you just want to party. You just want to go home. Let's get this done question. And then they said, welcome, congratulations to Harlem Hospital. And I'm like, um, did you just inter? Did you just hire me? Like literally, that was my word. Did you just hire me because I didn't know it was a job interview? Literally, <laughs> this uh, <just> happened. <laughs> yes, it just happened. And my mom, you know, she wasn't happy. She said she asked me, "Did you did you sign papers?" I said, "A lot of them." And where are they? I don't know. I put them there when I went to sleep, and this is it. And then she showed me, "This is your contract to New York." You're going to Harlem. I said, I have no idea. I signed my life away. <laughs> when you're 21, you just sign whatever without even reading. And I said, don't worry about it. It will take two years. Um, I was blessed. I got my visa within eight months and left. Thanks. There were 150 applicants during that time in New York, in Manila. Only two of us got here because the next month it was a retrogression. Wow. So you have all of these different like energies coming at you to put you where you are, it seems like, because everything that, like that. went went wrong actually made it go right in the end. Do you feel that way? I felt like that. And everybody said, you know, I've come from a religious family. They say everything happens for a reason. And my mom was so worried and she got upset with me why I don't feel worried. And the only thing I said, Mom, you know, God's not gonna put you in a position you cannot handle. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, now, where in uh, where in New York are you? You're in New York State. So I'm in Flushing, New York. I'm based. I'm in a base in Flushing, New York, because I keep on moving. I'm based in Flushing, New York. That's in Queens. Okay. So we have we have the JFK Airport in 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 Queens, and we have the Long Island uh, nearby towards the far right side. So it's a um, typical Asian community. Um, it's also very near the Woodside area, which is 
the Filipino restaurant store community. Um, I love it there. Um, not only because there's a lot of Asian food, we also have Asian marts. Um, but that's where that's where my friends are. Um, when I first started in New York, I landed. Um, even before when I was trying to figure it out, I was working in a pharmaceutical company and had the opportunity of going to the U.S. So my friends keep telling me, come over, see Flushing, see, see Queens. Um, why, why don't you stay here when you finally move here? So when I saw the area, it really felt like I'm in Asia um, slash New Yorkish U.S. So I said, okay, I'm staying here. Um, it's pretty comfortable. Um, the neighborhood is really nice. Um, so that's where I finally, you know, stayed, never moved anywhere else other than Flushing, New York. It's very near Manhattan. Um, we have, well, the, the place where I'm staying in Flushing, I can take, um, two routes going to Manhattan where I'm working. So I can take the train and I can take the bus. I can take the seven train. When I say the main train would be the Long Island train going to Manhattan, um, to Penn Station. So it's easier. Um, and maybe we can discuss that later, correct? Um, the, how to commute in New York. So yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty good area. And uh, what about you, Kay? So I started um, in New York City, like um, Rommel. I am from Manhattan. Again, the job that was offered to us was in Harlem. I have no idea where Harlem was before. I only know Harlem Globetrotter. That was the only thing I know about Harlem. Um, so it's in Manhattan. It's called the Northern Manhattan. So Harlem is right on top of Central Park. And I used to live in East, east Side, which is, uh, it says there, Upper East Side there on the left side. Um, it's between Queens and Manhattan. You know, if you see on the TV, uh, majority of the video uh, movies or videos or anything like uh Broadway, they said that's Manhattan. Um, it's very easy when I landed there. I felt like I'm in Manila. So it's very um, urban. So buildings everywhere, people crossing the streets everywhere. <laughs> Even though so he says one way, he'll make sure that the bikes will not go hit you the other way. Um, people cross the street, even if it's red on the pedestrian, that, you know, that people are from New York City. If you see people <laughs> stopping when it's a red sign on the pedestrian, they're tourists, most likely. So, they're um, just tourists trying to take a bite of the Big Apple. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very similar, if you go there, like Rommel said, he find, find it home for me as the same thing for me when I landed there. I didn't feel like a homesickness because it felt like I'm in Philippines. I'm in Manila because I'm Manila girl. So this is something very similar to me. You have your restaurant open all the way to after midnight um it was a it was not a big change i would say if i comparing to people if i would be going to a suburb or rural area it might be a culture shock for me but going to new york city from manila wasn't a big difference really that's really good to know and ramel back to you what was it like your first day of work in New York, in the, I mean, was it in the United States, in New York? What was that like? You walked it's, in. Um, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, and I think it's, it's there's a thing I want to tell the nurses from the Philippines. Um, you really need to be prepared. 
<laughs> I, I wasn't prepared. I have to admit that. Um, I was working, before I left the Philippines, I was working in a corporate environment. I wasn't doing bedside. Um, and then I've got thrown to a bedside setting. And that's really, really wild. I, I was lucky, though, that there are a few Filipino nurses on other floors where I was working at. And they're really, really very willing to help me. Um, otherwise, I should I would have not survived. But it took me, it took me maybe a, a year or so before I get really acclimatized. Um, I, it, to make long story short, I was still learning the ropes of being a nurse when I when I started working. So the nightmare is like getting into an internship. So it's nightmarish for me. Um, I don't take my snacks. I, I didn't. As far as I remember, for six months, I wasn't taking snacks and lunches. So I was doing morning shifts. And before I knew it, it's 3 p.m. And I have to do my notes. Taking That time in 2000 and... What was... No, sorry. It was in 2008. So in 2008, we don't have... We're not... We don't have the computers. So we're doing manual notes taking and reporting. So it would take me another two hours before I get to finish my reports, uh, my endorsements. So yeah, I, I was famished all the time. <laughs> so when I go home, I'm tired, I'm hungry, and um, I just want to go back to the Philippines. <laughs> so you I were a prepared. little lonely. That's a big lesson. You weren't prepared. Kay, did you feel prepared? Or did oh, you feel these feelings? I only had eight months to realize I'm leaving my country. So um, as a single, I have no preparation at all. <laughs> the only thing I prepared was I only had all, of course, my nursing documents. Aside from that, going to United States, like different, my first time to be out of the country, really, without family. Um, and New York, I, I was like prepared for it in a way, like I'm prepared to party. Because <laughs> I would think, you know, you're single, New York City, party. Um, so that's how I thought. But the major challenge, exactly. <laughs> the major challenge there is, I, I would de definitely say, you know, any single person would have to try New York. It will help you become a strong person because right. from Philippines, our culture is different. Coming in here, coming to New York, it's very liberated, I would say, liberated. And people are very outspoken and very assertive. So coming from Philippines, I'm not very assertive. I find myself sometimes being taken advantage of by uh, my, my colleagues and sometimes you're being stepped down because the language barrier is also there. Um, in New York City, there's no English accent. It's everybody coming from different parts of the world with have different right. accents. You're going to have to adapt for people who are speaking Indian, people who are speaking African, um, French, Haitian. Um, there's a lot of diversity, um, diversity in New York City. I would say also our surrounding New York City. Um, and language is something that was a challenge for me. I would always say, can you say that, please? Can you repeat that, please? Because my Filipino ears is not adjusted yet to the English language. And of course, it's not adjusted to international um, accent. So it was a really challenge for me. But um, as Ramel said, the people are very helpful. Um, you have to little tickle them first. <laughs> They're not going to be friendly with you right away. Let's be honest with that. Even tickle them. I love that. <laughs> yeah, tickle them a little, know their sweet spot. Even though Americans, like, you know, American local here in America would go to New York, they will sometimes find it New York City as a very challenging um, at 
attitude. They would say attitude um, because we are a lot of New York City is like, do your business, mind your business, <laughs> do the right thing. But if you cross the line, yeah, you'll be in trouble. So they have a sense of we respect you, respect what you do in your life, respect what you believe in your life. But if you go beyond that, there will be a little trouble in there. So that's a little bit, they call it the New York attitude. It's very different from other American, um, part of American attitude. They said a lot of my friends who came to New York to visit, they said this is very fast paced. People doesn't even look at you. People don't even greet you. Um, Yes. Sorry to say, but yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing about New York. It is known as the melting pot. Right. And what yeah. the melting pot means, it's a lot of different people from a lot of different cultures and a lot of different backgrounds all coming together in one technically like small piece of land. <laughs> in one party. It. In one party. <laughs> and everybody's trying to party together. <laughs> and you know, there, there are those different languages, those different accents. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Ramel, did you feel that way as well? That you, there were, you know, a lot of different things, a lot of different people yeah. have a hard time with the conversations. Yeah, I have, but to be honest, I have to unlearn a lot of things. <laughs> I have this preconceived notion about New York and about the U.S., um, because of a lot of movies I've watched about New York, I think the the New York Tourism Council did really good in promoting New York in a lot of movies and a lot of series, TV series. So I have a different concept than more than the reality and the the real thing in New York is. Um, so I have to unlearn some things. Um, well, having worked in a in a corporate setting in a global U.S. company in the Philippines, I thought I knew everything. I, I thought I can easily get acclimatized in the environment. I thought I'm culturally adept because I'm working in a global company. So I felt like I'm so ready, but I can totally relate. When I when I arrive in New York, I have to, I, I, I'm saying unlearn because I have to give up some of the preconceived notions that I have. Um, so I think the the best way really is if you're going to New York is not to expect anything at all. Um, you need to learn it in New York. <laughs> you need to learn the values of New York people. You need to learn because I felt like it and it's until now, it, I really feel like New York is a smaller version of the whole world. Um, as you've mentioned, it's a melting pot. A lot of races come over so you can't really pinpoint what is, which one is, and what will w- really work in New York um, in terms of um, the dominant culture, the dom- dominant value. It's like sink or swim. You really need to learn the rope in New York. 
while in New York. Because <laughs> otherwise, you'll be jaded. Otherwise, you'll be expecting different things versus what is real. Um, and yeah, um, you have to feel it. Um, you need to be there. <laughs> it's that idea uh, from the song. If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> exactly. I agree to that. I very much agree to that the, song. The people is, I, I think a lot of people in New York is there for something. So they're not mean. They just mean business and they're there for something. So you don't, you don't want to bother them. Um, and same thing you, you're there for, for me, I'm there because I want to, I want to be a good nurse. I want to have a good nursing career in the U S I want to have money. So I think that's that, um, you, you just need, you just need to, to, to learn how to live there and to learn with a lot of races and different with different values and with different culture. I think that's the challenge. Okay, describe if you could give us an overview of your apartment and okay. a range of, of what somebody would pay for it. Just a range. Okay, so initially when I get got to New York, um, <clears throat> um I'm sponsored by a, our hospital. So we have so either you go with a hospital subsidized housing or you go with your own private. So for me, when I got there, initially I had our subsidized housing, which is a very, 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 very good deal and you will not find it anywhere. So it was a dormitory base. They house all the EMS. The, the first floors were the EMS fire department. And then the second was um, towards upper will be like your resident doctors and your nurses. So it was a very good um, government subsidization um, housing. So we only paid 300 for a dorm. Okay, don't give people this idea. That's I know, right? Idea. So again, and they raised it up. <laughs> so we didn't get upset. They raised it up. They put it to 500 a month. This, again, it's a government-subsidized um, housing that was provided to government employees. And a lot of, um, a lot of actually, hospital, government hospitals, if you work with them, they will provide some of that benefit. Um, going outside that, I started learning the real deal of Manhattan <laughs> after not paying $500 a month, free utilities included. Um, so it was now a st studio apartment. Now in Manhattan, a studio apartment by yourself alone with a you know kitchen there without even the washer and the dryer with it. You have to go to a public laundry. So you're looking around $1,600 for a studio in Manhattan. The when you go outside Manhattan, it's gonna be cheaper. Queens will be your better choice. Bronx is there, Brooklyn is there on the on the bottom, and you have New Jersey on the opposite side of the bridge, which is us a lot of people also live in New Jersey, they just have to cross the bridge. But again, when you do that, you have to compute, you really have to run your numbers. So maybe Manhattan might be beneficial if you're by yourself. But when you have kids and family when you do that. You might want to go outside Manhattan because it gets very expensive and you will need like public transportation or, or private transportation. Um, for single, again, you're looking around 1600 for a studio apartment going down. If you want to look more luxury with the bed, uh, with the washer inside. Washer, when I say washer, those are your laundry machines that are inside. <laughs> it's luxury. When you have laundry machine inside your apartment, laundry machine and dishwasher in New York City, that's luxury already. We barely get a laundry inside our apartment, so you will look, be looking around $2,000 a month for a studio. 
with laundry machine inside. Otherwise, you will have to use your coins on your on your machine wash. So you're gonna bring all your laundry. Um, that's one thing. That's the inconvenience of living in New York City. But other people who live who work inside New York City and live like just across, you know, across the bridge, which is New Jersey, they pay also tolls, which is also expensive. Um, so there is like kind of equivalent. It's kind of equi- equal when you live outside and then inside Manhattan. And that's inside Manhattan. Ramel, you live right yeah. outside of Manhattan. <laughs> oh, right. What is it like for a one bedroom there? Right. But that, that's very thorough what she just um, described. But, so I think I'm cheap. <laughs> I live in the <laughs> suburb um, and I, I designed it that way. Maybe that's why, because I, ne- I never left Flushing because I'm enjoying the, the, the cheap accommodation. So I stayed with the few friends in um in a 90, 1940s house so we share all the expenses and i'm just paying at that time in 2008 was just paying 500 dollars for my room um all the expense included including electricity water etc and th- there's somebody's preparing the food for us so i think that's cheap um it went up to 600 to 700 800 up until last year, um, it's now at 800, but that's still cheap. Um, and you can you yeah. can find that anywhere in New York unless you're in a group of friends. So I think yeah. um, that's the tip. Uh, the tip. If you have friends or you can look for friends, you can share an apartment, you can share a house. Um, that that la, your life is going to be cheaper. Um, we don't go out to bars. We have we prepare our own drinks on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, we cook our own food, so it's a bit cheaper. Um, in terms of of commuting, we we have the we have the weekly and the monthly unlimited ride for MTAs. So I think the 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 bus is at one hundred and thirty five hundred and forty ish a month. Um, I think for weekly, that's around, I'm not pretty sure now because I'm doing the monthly. Um, so the monthly is less expensive. It's a better deal than if you correct. did the daily or the weekly. Correct. And the company and the, where I'm working at, they're offering the flex, something like a flex benefit. You, you can, you can, you can pay for your money. It's not taxed. But you have to declare ahead of time. They're gonna give you an MTA card. My friends bought their own car um, because they're working super remotely. Um, I think they're paying for two hundred a month, if not three hundred. But it really depends on the insurance. If you're a new driver, I think insurance can easily go up to a hundred or two hundred a month. It depends, yeah. It depends. Um, I want to add there when I was a new um, new nurse in New York City, I, I started doing travel nursing in my second year, third year, and I was quoted as a new driver for $300 a month for insurance. Ooh. And Ooh. my car, my actual car was just a sedan, you know, Hyundai Elantra, you know, cheap car. It's a cheap from A to B. It was my my Hyundai Elantra was less than $300, but my insurance was $300 because I was a new driver and the location. They actually based it from the location. 
But um, I want to add there, since I was working for a government company, government hospital, so they provided us with GEICO. GEICO means, GEICO is one of the top insurance here in the U.S. It means government employee, employee insurance company. So when I learned that trick, they gave me from $300 to $180 per month. It's still high, but it's a better. Yeah, but yeah. So that's one, one, one trick there. So we got the insurance, you got the mass transit, car, but if you have the car, we have the, the, um, the gas as well. Parking. You both have had cars there. What's parking like? <laughs> that was the most mistake I ever did when I, that's why I said the one of the most silly thing you will ever do when you're from New York City is to buy a car. Uh, majority of people don't own car in New York City. The only reason why I bought a car because I started travel nursing on my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Otherwise, I will never own a car in there um, because parking is very expensive. Three hours parking in the major tourist spot could cost you about $50 already plus taxes. <laughs> so that's fifty dollars and three hours of parking in major part of Manhattan. Some places, if you are lucky to find like spots where you put like um, not anymore coins, we we swipe it because what happened? There was a big robbery of coins from those Ooh. posts, so they cut all those posts. <laughs> so now everything is like credit card or by app for for you can look around two dollars for about half an hour. Some of them are good two dollars half an hour or. Um, Good spots will be some some places will be three dollars an hour. If do you, you ever go and hail a cab, Ramel? Do you ever go and hail a cab? A taxi, just like you yeah, I the do. Yellow cab. I do. Um, I, I do that. Um, I don't have a car, um, but my friends do. Um, that's why going to Manhattan, we wouldn't be bringing cars. We would be commuting. We would be taking trains. And um, what's different with living in Flushing in the suburb? There's spaces for free parking um if you you're not in downtown if you're not in the main um area where there's restaurants or whatnot it's it's for free um but in manhattan really it's skyrocketing and even looking for a parking alone is very difficult it's totally difficult so we don't bring cars to manhattan um on weekends Especially, no, 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 no. I'm from Manhattan. I would not bring it, especially on um on office hours. Don't bring it. There's no parking. Right. But I would say the worst a lot of people would encounter, like driving in there, are they don't understand that if it's a red light, there's no turning on red <laughs> in Manhattan. If they catch you, they will charge you. So Manhattan, New York City, one of the highest revenue. Of New York City, the entire um, government is parking tickets, parking tickets, parking violations. Saying that one of my cousin who visited, he just literally just put his car there on a hazard on the side, and he got billed one hundred fifteen dollars for no standing. So there's a word there that's called no standing. A lot okay. of people don't know that. Um, they thought it was like just literally standing on the street. But actually, the meaning of no standing is actually don't put your car on an idle, even though you're inside the car. It's called standing. So that's those are a lot of confusion when people go in there. And they didn't realize that because they're not from there. And they get hit 
for just staying there for five minutes, a hundred fifteen dollar bill from the traffic enforcer. Now probably now it's one hundred thirty five with inflation. <laughs> so for five minutes, <laughs> so you be careful. So that's why I advise don't bring your car in New York City if you have if you have no idea how the rules go in there. But otherwise, Lesson public, yeah. public <laughs> transportation is very good. There's taxi in there, like Ramel said. I also hail taxi. Yeah. Um, now with Uber having in there, Lyft it's another competition. If yeah. you want to borrow a car, if you want to go outside, you can rent car there within mm. the area. There's in every corner of the place you will find a rental company that you will have to pay like around, looking around sixty dollars for the cheapest that you will find, and probably all the way up to one hundred fifty dollars per day rental. I want to add to that for rent a car. Sometimes they have promos. So my friends um, sometimes get uh, rent a car for only for ten dollars if you're gonna return it in a couple or in four hours time. So that's pretty cheap. That's even cheaper than taking a lift or an over. <laughs> and then you don't have to find parking. And you well, find when you're, parking. well, when you are traveling, let's say not into the city. So we've learned take trains into the city or or rent a car so you don't have to park. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.